Diamond Answer Man Show, Season 4, Episode 3, Daimler Reports. It's wrong. Who cares? Hello, everyone. My name is Jay Christopher Gertz. This is the Diamond Answer Man Show, where our goal is to help each other learn more about the world of diamonds and feel confident about those purchases. They help us memorialize our special moments. You may reach me at DiamondAnswerMan.com. They're on the right-hand side of the site. I've got the little SpeakPipe app. You can hook that up through your iPad, your iPhone, your Android phone, your laptop, desktop computer, whatever you want to use, and send me a message right through there. You may also reach me at 803-792-1326. Send me a, a message directly on Twitter or LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you want to connect. Google+, Plus. I've got little links there all over my site. And uh, be able to talk to you and give you good, good advice, I hope to say. Anyway, so this is our next show, Season 4, Episode 3. It's our third show in the last couple of weeks. Um, I've got a, um, I guess I'm really bummed out, in a way. I, I'm, I'm, I, I shouldn't say that. I'm, I'm cranky and bummed out at the same time. And... I think I'm going to go into the news really quick, which is both beneficial to you and a negative. So we'll we'll go to that, and then we'll go into why I'm cranky. But last show, I talked about how the industry is in flux and how rough prices are really high and the retail prices and then the trading prices from the, uh, uh, the dealers to the jewelers and then to you, there's not enough money being made. So if you're a polisher and you're selling through to either your middle person or directly to the jeweler, the money you're making because your rough costs are so high and your production costs are as they are, there's not a lot of money being made. And so as of right now, there's been a couple of reports of some potential mines closing and one that I know of that has actually shut down, and one in Australia that uh, traditionally produces Yellowstones, the Yellowstones that were sold through, and I think Tiffany had a partnership with this mine, the Kimberly mine, and um, it's now laid off 100 of the, the individuals that were left after, I guess, a couple of months ago, they talked about this could be happening and what they would do and, and pay them, and, and you know, we always hear about companies that uh, sometimes struggle there at the last couple of months as they're in business and um, and they make promises about paying people and unfortunately in this mine there's a hundred people who are not at this moment going to ever get paid and so um, it's uh, it's unfortunate you know so the industry is in flux and that is because there was selling prices from that sort of uh, not the manufacturing level the manufacturing to the wholesale level and then wholesale to retail level they're just too tight on those margins. And as I've been saying, the diamond prices are low right now, comparatively speaking, and they have been low really after that rise that happened about five years ago, a little jump right there. And then they sort of, everything is sort of set still. Is it, is it still more expensive than it was six years ago? Absolutely. But the values at which manufacturing or the prices at which manufacturing levels are at and the prices of which the rough is coming in at is just too high. They, no, nobody can make any money, I should say, if they're producing generic kind of stones. 
and they're trying to compete in a non-branded market. It's it's really tight right now, and I think we talked about that in the last show how how tight it really is. So that's going on, um, you know. And we we uh, also heard about the young lady who found that big diamond in Arkansas. You, you if you've followed anything in the news lately or uh, had seen anything on TV, of course. She found a big rock, and that's kind of fun. It was a, sort of a footballish-shaped stone, so who knows what uh, what and or if it'll be polished. Most likely it will be, um, but that's kind of fun. I mean, uh, it would be nice to take my family out there. You know, we drove from South Carolina back to California. South Carolina, I was in the city of, uh, I worked in the city of Charlotte, uh, which is North Carolina, and of course where I lived right across the border. Anyway, my point to that is, is we drove through Arkansas, and, uh, you know, we didn't stop at the mine. But that would have been actually fun, a little piece of family history. I guess if I had a chance to do it again, I probably would, you know. Um, so my point being, as I started this show, Diamond Reports, it's wrong. So you know it's not right. And you know they've been wrong for a long time. But who the heck gives a rip? And really, there's enough of you out there who... Probably don't listen to this show, but you don't give a rip. And, you know, it goes from young to old because I've, I've talked to people just recently and even as early or as late as yesterday, if it has a piece of paper with it, that's all you care about. And it's rather strange to me because I'm outside of that element. You know, I, I'm I'm very strong about protecting you and, and uh, protecting uh, your purchase and, and, and driving that so that, that you'll deal with people who will stand behind what it is that they're selling you. And um, enough of you absolutely don't care. All you care about is price. And, uh, uh, you know, it's unfortunate because a lot of you out there are happy with paying too much, I think is the point. Um, that's what it is, is it's the amount of money you wanted to get out of your pocket, but you end up paying too much for whatever it is you purchased. And that to me is just plain stupidity. And I hate to say it that way, but if you don't care about what, what's being given to you, then, then what point is it at all? I I don't know. I, I guess as a retailer and as a wholesaler and as a manufacturer and I've been all of those things it just doesn't set well to me uh, um, to be dishonest in those ways so anyway so you've heard me rant about this before and if you're buying a diamond today just please whatever you do don't become price blind and and that's you know if you haven't heard me say this before this is where you become so focused on price you're willing to forget everything else. That includes grading. I mean, you have a number in your head. Price is the number one thing. And then you have a size you want. Then you have a color you want. Then you have a clarity you want. And this document just says this, so you buy it. And you know, it's okay. All right. I mean, this is my second show after JCK Las Vegas. And maybe it's because I've had some time to think and I'm a little cranky. But it kind of goes together with this whole philosophy. And I, I hate to say it, it's, it's a philosophy, but it, it is. It's a, it's a belief. And as retailers, um, you have a, a certain understanding of who you are. You know, brand is not just a name. Brand is what you stand behind. Brand is what you believe. Brand is what I'm willing to do for you a year from now. And not just today. 
and it's it's frustrating. So I, I guess the one thing that comes to mind with reports and these two things come together, and that's any jeweler who advertises that they are selling wholesale is lying to you. And of course, that that's, of course, unless you're truly buying from a wholesaler. I mean, right? I mean, you could be buying from one, which 99.9% of you aren't. Um, but, you know, if you want to find out if that person that you're buying from is a wholesaler, by the way, um, you can just contact me and I'll check for you. I mean, just as a side note for a joke, um, it, it's it's not funny. And it, it, it comes down to price. And, and now when they advertise these kinds of things about wholesale, they may reasonably be saying, you know, hey, I've got a lower price than this other guy. But instead of stating I've got low prices or, di- or deep discounts even, I don't even care how they say it, they use this word wholesale, which is not so legal. Now, they could legally say wholesale prices, um, you know, though this would be hard to prove unless you saw or paid their invoice amount, right? Because nobody's going to be able to undersell somebody else so much on the exact same performing diamond on the exact same color and clarity graded from a legitimate laboratory, which comes back to diamond reports. It's wrong. Who cares? You know, so it comes down to margin or markup and some people may, you know, be a little, um, you know, so their margin or markup may may be just a little bit, but in, unless you're paying sales tax, you know, unless you're paying the sales tax and giving, you know, your, your seller's permit, you know, each state is different. Each state has a different franchise tax board or, you know, I don't know all the names for the different department of revenue, right? Um, you know, you're, you're paying retail and if you are buying with a seller's permit, then the seller is reporting that you're purchasing it and then they put the tax liability back on you. Anyway, so that's wholesale. You know, buying buying wholesale has a couple of meanings and I don't want to go too far into that, but one is buying in bulk, right? You know, so we kind of think about Costco. Costco really isn't wholesale, but you know, because they're they're buying in quantities, but you're generally not buying it for resale. So when we leave Costco, we pay a sales price, right? I mean, sales tax, at least here in California and, and where I was in North Carolina and in South Carolina. Um, I guess it was uh, uh, not Costco I went to, but in any case, Sam's Club and Costco in North Carolina, they charged me a sales price, a sales tax. And you know, so I'm buying a bulk rate, so I'm getting a bulk price. You, know, you could go to a jeweler and buy 10 diamonds from them, and they probably give you a bulk price too. That's a joke, of course, because who, who would buy 10 one-carat diamonds, especially when you only need one, or maybe a little bit more than one, but one at least for a center stone in an engagement ring. You know, otherwise, what's going to happen is, is that when you leave and they get audited, if they, if they do get audited, and I know of a jeweler here in California that was audited about six years ago, and they hadn't paid sales tax. You know, they were trying to compete with an online website and they made the dumb, dumb, dumb mistake of trying to pretend that they were selling wholesale and or shipping stuff out of state to another state, another location, and they wanted to get around the sales tax issue. You can't do that. It's not real wholesale. However, you know, that being said, I think the most important thing is, is, is rule number one, you never, ever, ever want to buy from a business that lies to you. Yeah, that's right. It, I want you to sit and think about that. Never buy from a business that lies to you. If they advertise wholesale to the public, that's a lie. 
you know, it's, it's a little hard for me to prove, but in most of the cases, right? Most of the cases, it's a lie. It's not, not, not true. And uh, wholesale is where right now I, I'm not in the manufacturing world. And if I were to sell something to a person, I have enough contacts out there in the diamond world that I would go to a dealer, right? You know, a dealer is someone who doesn't sit down with you. Maybe on that rare once in a family member occasion, you know, you say that and it kind of sounds funny, that um, that uh, they, they bring you to an office or something. I mean, how often does that happen? I mean, for me, it's kind of weird because I'm in the industry, so I know it's happened. But, uh, I mean, how many times does that happen to anybody else? Well, uh, I guess a lot of you believe it. And a lot of you think it all the time. You know, so, you know, you, you meet your uncle in the business, and he's got a diamond that matches your color and clarity request, and your carat price, and your cut, and all that such. So, so you can't believe it's so darn good. And uh, your uncle, right, this guy in the business, he's he's got your your, your deal going on, because right? He's your uncle. And uh, he's even going to read the certificate for you if you want, right? He'll write it out. He'll email it to you. He'll text it to you. And uh, by the way, that cute little app you have on your iPhone, your Android that tells you all about the differences in grades and what diamonds mean and all that. So you already know, you know, you're a pro about this. You go with the deal. Your uncle sells you this diamond and puts money in his pocket and everyone is happy. I mean, come on, really? I, you just got taken and you're happy? I mean, what's up with that? I, I don't know of any time when I get taken, I'm, I'm happy, but you are for, for, for some reason. I mean, the big problem is, is the bogus reports, right? I mean, if we didn't have bogus laboratories out there, we couldn't have jewelers taking advantage of you, right? Taking advantage of, or is it the lab reports that are taking advantage of you? I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's the jewelers, I guess, because since the jewelers, the money goes to the jeweler and, and he takes your cash. Or your credit, or whatever you're paying. So you you got bogus reports, and you got bad jewelers, and uh, you know these these paper mill bogus reports, crappy labs. I I don't care, you know what you call them. They just care more about running, you know, these labs care more about running money through the till than than accurately grading. And and bad jewelers, you know, I was at JCK and I had so much fun at JCK visiting with. All the different jewelers that I've had, you know, had relationships with over the years. And, um, you know, I overheard some jewelers talking, you know, uh, at a table. And it's not the first time I've heard this. Um, but I actually heard people saying that all my customers want is some paper that goes with the diamond. So I give them paper. And... I can't believe that this is actually being said out loud, and I and now I'm back in California, right? So I drove across the country, came to California, went to Las Vegas for the show, and then I'm back. And just a couple of weeks ago, I'm traveling up and down stores in Northern California Peninsula, right? So pretty much from Santa Rosa on down to uh, Morgan Hill, you know. So I'm 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 dropping by stores. So I've been I've been to. Uh, not every store. I mean, there's there's quite a few jewelry stores out here, but I've been to a few of them. I mean, you know, so it's I've sat and I've visited with people. I spend you know five ten minutes with someone. Some people I've spent days in their stores, and uh, I was in one store that I was visiting, and um, 
said the same thing. You know, you come into the store, what you care about is price, and you care about your color and clarity, and they will take whatever report has been prepared for this diamond, and you come in and you're hammering them about the price, and so they make the poor decision, but they're rewarded for it. So they, what they do is, is they go to their dealer and they find a report that's not so legit, and it fits the color and clarity that you're looking for, and it fits the supposed cut you're looking for, and whether it's very good or excellent, no fluorescence, it's a G color, all these kinds of things. And this report states all of those, and it's so much less than everything else, and it fits in your budget. And what, what do you do? You, you buy it. I'm not sure you know, uh, when we will get a clue about this and stop getting taken, but here's what I want you to know. And this comes from the show in Las Vegas. You know, we had the the Rappaport Conference talking about grading and grading reports there. This was the second to last day of the JCK show. Had the panel of everyone from, you know, almost, you know, the most major laboratories uh, were represented on this panel. You know, from GIA, GS, IGI, EGL. And, you know, then we also had a, a, a JVC represented. And I think this is where the key point comes in. That I don't care what report comes with the stone. So here's where the who cares. It's not that it's a problem that you don't care about. It's I know it's a problem you care about, but you keep ignoring it. I want you to know that it's the jeweler's responsibility to at least well let me let me step back it's your responsibility so let's take the jeweler out of it so you're listening to this show it's your responsibility to make sure the jeweler writes down the colors and clarity and characteristics that identify this stone and they should write it on your receipt at a minimum there is a reason for this. There's a reason I have the affidavit of diamond buying agreement on the website. It makes certain statements about diamond grading and whether or not it's graded to standards created by the GIA. It's a fact now in court that if someone makes a statement about color and clarity and they do not disclose the system that they're using, and that means laboratory or jeweler, but you're buying from a jeweler, so it doesn't really matter, that if I put GVS-1 on this stone, and that if it's not a GVS-1 to a GIA standard, because I didn't say that it was Bob's GVS-1 standard, that it was graded to Bob's standards for a GVS-1 so it just says GVS1 one carat. Now it turns out this stone, which is why they had this conference, and which is why certain EGL international reports were banned last year from Polygon and Rapnet. The fact is, is there are still report reports, pardon me, coming into this country that are bogus. And there's still reports prepared and produced by certain laboratories in this country that are bogus. And you need to pull those. Uh, pull those. I don't know. The jewelers need not use those. And you need not accept those and make people compete on a fair level and have the understanding yourself that 
if you use these reports, anyway, I'm getting completely off the, the subject. Let me come back because it's going to drive me crazy and I, and I guess I'm cranky about it. So the point is, is that when you have your receipt and the jeweler writes GVS1 on it, that it needs to be stated, and if not, it's assumed that it is grade to standards as created, right, by GIA. So if it's GVS1 on the report and it's GVS1 on the receipt and it turns out that it's not a GVS1, it's a JVS1 or a JSI1, then the jeweler is legally and financially responsible. Now, you'd have to sue them, of course, right? I mean, that, that's the big thing about it. You'd have to sue them about it. You'd have to make a big stink about it if they didn't remedy it right away. But you know what? Nobody's doing anything about it. And enough of you out there aren't even paying attention to this. So I, I, I don't know what to do with that amount of you who don't care. But they are, the jeweler is responsible. I implore you, I beg you to use the free document on the website. Download it, make them sign it. If they won't, and I say make them, right? It's not like you're going to pull them across the counter, pull a pen out of, you know, out of your pocket and shove it in their hand and make them scribble their name on it. The fact is, is that make them sign it by not buying from them unless they sign it. Because this document has statements about color, about clarity, about the cut, about whether it's mined ethically or not. You know, it, it has all of these statements on it. And then on the one that's up there right now, it, um, it, makes, uh, it makes a statement that you could bring it to your lab of choice, right? But I'm going to change it. I'm going to go back to the original report, the original uh, uh, document that I had out there. And by doing that, what I mean is, is that the original one um, affirmed that unless it was otherwise disclosed, that it was accurately graded to standards as used by the GIA, that it was not based upon guesses, examinations, or approximations, or comparisons, or other grading systems. And I, I'm putting that back up because it's very important that we set a standard. And it's very important that you have a standard for what you expect your jeweler to do for you in earning your business. And I'm going to tell you, there are a lot of great jewelers out there. And there are some people who sell with GI reports. It really doesn't matter. You still should have the report verified. But there's enough of the jewelers out there, and there's, I guess, a lot of consumers out there who really don't care. And, you know, people are making money off of each other. And I guess unless somebody says something, I guess, uh, what was that? Uh, uh, not absence is bliss. Um, you, you get what I'm saying. I can't even think of it right now. But um, <laughs> ignorance is bliss. There we go. Ignorance is bliss. So, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, you can get your diamond. That's a GVSI, a VS, a VS1, wink, wink. And you can pay, you know, $1,500 less than your buddy did, wink, wink. I guess it's okay, right? I mean, that's that's the big problem that I guess I'm having with it, that that there's enough of you that just don't care, and I think that's probably the piece of the pie that's probably bugging me way too much. You know, buying a diamond should be a positive one that we enjoy, but I think one of the issues is maybe transparency, right? I, I, I think that some jewelers just set you off in a way that they, you know... They aren't transparent at all. And I think there's ways that, that we, 
deal with each other that convey transparency, not so much as just being transparent, right? I mean, it, it, I mean, that was kind of a double speak, but um, you know, we should do things that make people feel good and be honest and ethical and do those things that elevate our industry and elevate our relationships with each other. So Diamond Reports, they're wrong. Who cares? Well, I hope you do. I, I'm not sure anyone is right now. Uh, it, that's why there's the little question mark at the end of the who cares. I don't know. But the responsibility, first and foremost, absolutely 100%, is on the jeweler. And I want to make sure you remember that. Make sure, and again, I beg you, it's free. You just click the little stinking PDF and put it on your computer, print it out. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to change some things on the site, and maybe I'll make a, a site there where we can log these reports so that way I have a way that I can promote, right? You know, one of the things that I'd like to do is start promoting the good stores out there who stand behind their work, who stand behind being ethical, who 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 are brands, you know, themselves that they 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 believe in something and are willing to stand up for it and really earn your business. And they're not just some name; it's just not some Bob the broker um, or discount wholesale brokerage services. It's it's John or it's Jack, it's Jane, it's. Jim, it's Shalom, it's, uh, uh, I don't know, you know, a boss. It's, it's everybody that we know, right, that's in the business that really believes that there's a purpose in what they do, and that is being ethical and honest. And, uh, you know, that's one of those things that I would like to continue to drive, not be so cranky as I am today, and I'm sorry that I am, but I'm, I'm smiling right now. I mean, I've made myself laugh a couple of times at least. If you need to contact me, you can contact me right through the site. I will help you any way I possibly can. I love your questions. I love the fact that you send me emails and I email back and forth. Um, you can do that, right? You know, you, you can contact me through the little links I have there on the website. They're on the right-hand side when you load it up. I know it's not mobile-friendly right now, and I've got to make some changes, but I, I built that stinking website myself. So if uh, I make some changes to it, I'll let you know, and I'm probably going to have to, you know, move the database and all sorts of things. I'm not looking forward to that because I, I pay for it all myself. So um, one of the things that uh, that you can do is, is just like me and on iTunes or send me a, a message that you liked one of the shows. I know you're downloading them. I've had thousands and thousands and thousands of downloads. And just yesterday I, I had so many downloads, uh, you know, my server crashed um, at one point in time. And, and, and so there are times when I know that you're listening, but um, I'd like to just get liked every once in a while. If, if you do, Hey, you know what? If you don't like it, send me an email and say, Hey, you stunk. I mean, that would be great too. Um, but I do get the questions and, uh, you know, usually the questions start off with, Hey, I liked your show, but I want to know, let me know how I can be better at this show. So you can contact me through the website, LinkedIn, Twitter. It's all available on the site there. Phone 803-792-1326. Um, I would look forward to how we can help each other. I mean, our goal together and my goal, of course, is to help you make sure that you make the right decisions to memorialize that special moment, which right now is 
you know, in the summertime months, it's past June, it's in July, but a lot of people are getting married and you want to make those great decisions. If you're getting married right now, you, you're, you're a little late because it's going to take a, a day or so to set the stone. But so many stores out there now sell samples. And so you got to get the ring made. I, I don't know what you're going to do. But anyway, lots of weddings going on. And of course, lots of engagements happening through this holiday season. So the next topic we're going to talk about is wedding ring rash. You know, what do you do? Your finger is itchy. You've got this red ring under your ring, you know, no pun intended, under your ring, right? It's this little ring around your finger. So you slide your ring up and it's all itchy and it's red. Or maybe it's whitish and puffy, kind of like how if you, if you had swimmer's hands, you know, your fingers look, except it looks under your ring like that. So what do you have? Well, you might have, and most likely do, have contact dermatitis. The question, which kind? If you have a metal allergy, right? So that's what some people think. They go into their jeweler and they go, I'm allergic to this metal. And you may be. A metal allergy will usually be red and it'll be itchy. And if you ignore it for some time, it can become darker and skin color, kind of like how you, you think of somebody who's been out in the sun too long. So you'll have that tan line around your finger under where your ring is. Or, you know, you got this red area and maybe it's just that you got soak. Soak. You got soap stuck up under there, and uh, you haven't cleaned your ring, um, or you got food, and it looks like a metal allergy. And maybe all you need to do is just take your ring into your jeweler and have them ultrasonically clean the ring, and then keep the ring off for a week or two and put some cortisone or some lotion on that area. You know, or if you're like me and you have a wide ring, I've got a really wide band that I wear on my right hand. And you'll see the picture there on the website. You know, some of you ladies have your rings soldered together, and then all of a sudden you get this rash under your finger. You know, if you take your ring off for a little while, it turns whitish. So when you get that swimmer's hand look, which is what I'm talking about, you slide that ring up, you leave your ring off for about half an hour or so, and it gets that white band all the way around your, your finger. And, and, and what it is is your skin is just waterlogged for too long. And, uh, you know, we have oils in our skin, and there's sebum in our skin, which is our natural waterproofing oil, and unfortunately, it's been wet under your ring so long, it's gone on too long, and the skin kept absorbing this moisture under your ring, and now that skin is, is, uh, is damaged, it's dead in a way, and, uh, and it's, it's going to peel off is what it's eventually going to do, and it's going to take a couple of weeks for this to clear up. Now... Um, what you want to think about doing, and I, and I know this is hard to say because we don't want to lose rings and sinks and those kinds of things, but you're going to want to keep your hands clean and you're going to, get, going to want to keep your ring off for a couple of weeks so you can keep that area dry. And, uh, and, if, you, and if you're prone to this, you know, you're going to wash your hands and remove your rings and maybe make sure that they're dry before you put them back on your fingers. So if you have the red ring around your finger and it doesn't go away, here's some of the things that causes it. And by the way, they don't know exactly why some people are allergic to metals, but you can become allergic to a metal because you've got certain alloys in in the metal. And in some way, they've contacted with your immune system and you start an immune reaction. It, it, it thinks the metal is bad and it's trying to make sure it's, it's, it's warning you, it's protecting you, that this is, this is a nasty metal. Now, it could be a pure metal, right? It, it, it could be something that would be like even palladium or cobalt. And 
your body just freaks out. It's not anything bad with the ring. It has nothing to do with the quality of the jewelry from the jeweler, though we do think about qualities because we have situations where if you've worn earrings, right? You know, I come from the the decade of the 80s. I had my ear pierced, so I wore cheap jewelry, and if you were wearing cheap jewelry, you know what I'm talking about. If you put some earrings in your ear, unfortunately, you get that red rash around there, and it's flaky, and it's painful you know, at times, and so you need to make sure you not wear that cheap, junky jewelry. Um, so what, what causes that? Well, that's the nickel most likely in the metal, and gold has nickel in it at times. Lots of white gold has nickel in it, and even some surgical stainless steel has some nickel in it, although the surgical stainless steel is supposed to be hypoallergenic. Uh, But there are people in rare cases who have reactions to this. It's not necessarily life-threatening, but if you continue to wear allergy or, 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 or metals that cause allergic reactions, it tends to be that the allergic reaction becomes worse with time. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving you medical advice. I'm just giving you my experience. If you have an allergic reaction to something, you want to talk to your doctor. If you have waterlogged fingers, I guess you could worry about it and go to the doctor, but most likely what you're going to want to do is just dry your hand and let it heal. So there's there's pictures that I put on the website. So What happens is an allergic reaction can happen with nickel, can happen with cobalt, can happen with palladium, and then extremely, extremely rare. It's been reported, but it's not 100% confirmed that some people are allergic to platinum. And the reason why they're not sure about that is because other things could be causing the allergic reactions. But there are some reports and so I'm going to put it on there, even though I, I'm not sure yet I believe it, because we put lotions, we put all sorts of things on our fingers, and if we don't keep our hands dry like we want to keep our hands dry, um, after we wash them, it can cause this sort of dryness, irritation underneath the fingers. So so for me, and for many of you, it could be soap, it can be moisture, this can affect anyone who washes their hands, and I hope a lot of you wash your hands. Um, so you want to make sure you're cautious with drying underneath your ring, drying your ring. If you cook with foods, you don't want to wear your engagement ring, or if you're a gentleman, you don't want to wear your band. If it's wide and you can keep, you can catch food underneath the ring that can cause rashes around your finger. It depends upon your work. What if you work at a gym or a restaurant? What if you uh, work out and uh, maybe you are in a field where you deal in physical things like sports and you sweat? Or if you go to the gym and you take a class and you sweat and you're wearing your jewelry, it can cause this same little white ring around the outside. So there's two different types. There's an allergic reaction, and then there's the reaction we have when we have too much moisture and or some type of soap or food that's caught up under that ring. In any case, the one that you want to make sure that you have your doctor look at, which would be the red ring that's itchy, can even blister, can turn the skin a little bit darker color, that's a metal allergy. So you can be tested for that. What's the resolution, of course, to dealing with your ring? You have your engagement ring now, and now you're allergic to it. What, what, what can you do? I mean, you don't want to give it up. Well, there are several things a, jeweler's, a jeweler can do. 
or what you can do. What some people suggest is putting clear nail polish around the inside and the outside of the ring, the portions that you don't see. Now, I think that's kind of nasty. I mean, you're talking about a reaction you're getting from an element, and then you're putting some sort of chemical around the skin. I mean, I know you're putting it on your nails, which is, as I recall, now I'm not I'm gonna, skin and nails, they're related. They're both part of that same family on our body. I'm going to sound really goofy in a second, but I, I can't remember the exact terminology. You're putting it on your fingernails, but do you really want to put it on your finger? I don't, I don't know. I think there's another choice or there's another option that we can do, which is have the ring plated. If you're having a reaction to gold, right? So it's yellow gold. You can still have the ring plated in an alloy that is gold. That may curb this reaction. The plating itself will create a barrier. As long as the plating... Uh, it, it doesn't have nickel alloys in it. The same thing with platinum or white golds. You can rhodium plate the metal and plate over the top of it. Now, most of most of your rings, I should say, not most, but some of your rings already have a plating on it. If you're buying a platinum ring, sometimes they've already rhodium plated the outside. If you're buying a white gold ring, sometimes they've already rhodium plated the outside. And this will have to be reapplied sometimes yearly. Now, you can try the cheap way and see if that helps, which is use the clear fingernail polish and put it around your ring. Just don't get it anywhere near the diamonds. If you'd like to see some of the pictures I have on this, uh, you can go ahead and view the website. Again, dry your rings, dry your fingers, make sure you get all that soap out from underneath and uh, dry everything up. Clean your rings, of course. If you use them, uh, you could get food or any sort of lotion trapped up under there. And it makes your diamonds look nasty anyway. So go ahead and take your ring off when you're putting lotion on your hands. And uh, when you want it to clear up, that's if you got that white ring. You could use a little bit of cortisone. You could put lotion on it. But it's going to take a couple of weeks to clear up. And the same thing with the metal allergy. It could take a couple of weeks to clear up. But I think you should want to have, have it uh, looked at by your dermatologist. And uh, maybe you could be test for metal allergies. So, so I hope you have some questions from this show. And I will look forward to speaking to you next week. We'll talk about some good things there. I kind of got some things off my chest. And I feel a little bit better. I hope you empower yourselves by making the right decisions and downloading that affidavit of diamond buying agreement that I have, I will be updating it. And so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. It's free. And uh, I should say it's free right now. Um, It's free. And the point to that is, is I just would like to know if you use it. And if you use it, let me know of the jeweler that did the right thing in stating that they will absolutely take care of you if something comes out wrong. It is the jeweler who's responsible for the grades on the diamond. And I don't care if it's an internet jeweler. I don't care if it's your uncle, the wholesaler. I don't care if it's your regular AGS dealer out there, jeweler on uh, on the their, in their brick and mortar store. I don't care if it's Costco or Amazon. It doesn't matter. You have them do the right thing, which is earn your business and you protect yourself and then be happy with what you give your bride-to-be and never go back and have remorse or think twice about your buying decision and make sure you do everything you can do to 
always never apologize and memorialize this moment magically. And so make sure you do this. And if you've got questions, again, go ahead and contact me. I'll look forward to how we can help each other and, and grow more in learning about this business. And again, you can contact me at the website, which is diamondanswerman.com. There on the right-hand side of the site there, you've got the little SpeakPipe app. You've got the Twitter link, the Facebook link, the LinkedIn link. Oh, gosh, what else? Google Plus, I almost forgot about that. I used to use that a lot more. Um, and yeah, the Facebook link is new, by the way, so make sure you let me know if you're trying to hook up with me on that Facebook that you came to me from the website. I would appreciate that. And uh, I'll look forward to how we can help each other on our next show. And if you've got questions or a topic you'd like me to talk about, go ahead and just leave that for me on the voicemail hotline link, which is at 803-792-1326. And again, let me know about your jeweler who does the right thing and make sure they stand behind the grade and the report and then they make sure that they make the statement that if it is a different grading system they use, that they state the system they used. And then you're at least fully informed. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next time.